My favorite meet cute was that her friend borrowed a, a dog to give to her to bring to a dog park. Did they see how this dog does with other dogs or (laughs) how they do in large spaces unleashed? No. Welcome back to another episode of Sterling Municipal Library's podcast, All Booked, where we talk to you about books we'd like to recommend. And we don't exactly have no guests today, but we are once again interviewing each other about a book this particular time. Mm -hmm. This time it is Katie's turn to take the hot seat. So she's going to be talking about The Meet Cute Project. Yes, by Rhiannon Richardson. I am the teen librarian, so I do all of our teen book ordering which means that sometimes when I have an itch, I will go to our new shelf and I will grab six or seven teen books and sample the wares. Exactly. (laughs) And this time I pulled The Meet Cute Project by Rhiannon Richardson. I was feeling like something light and fluffy and it was really cute. It has an adorable cover. It's like very like pink, blue, adorable, like very cute. Uh, So I decided to pick it up. I use Goodreads. I rated it a three, which is one of my lower ratings. And I finished the book thinking like, okay, it was fine. Like there were some issues, but I could finish it. And I started talking to people about it. And the more I talked about it, the more I was like, wait a second. I don't think I like this book. (laughs) I compared it to having a pebble in your shoe. And when you start walking, you're like, oh, a pebble in my shoe. It's fine. I'll just keep walking. And then about 10 minutes later, you're like, oh, no, it hurts so bad. It's turning into a blister. I hate hate this. (laughs) And it's not that I hate it. Rhiannon Richardson did a good job. She wrote a book that a lot of people will like. I think that there are a lot of times in this book where it felt like there was a very important like lesson or important idea that was going to be covered that then right before you got to it, the story would veer to the side. Oh, <laughs> and no. it would never actually hit that mark or like teach that lesson. So this is about Mia and Mia is kind of a star student She's on the swim team. She's on the math team, math team, mathletes, I guess. (laughs) So she does a lot with her spare time. And it opens the book with her kind of frustrated because her sister, who is about 10 years older than her, has moved back in the house to prepare for her wedding. Uh, So Mia is about 16 or 17. Her sister is about 26, 27. Her sister is marrying into jam royalty so he's he's very wealthy his family owns a a jam slash jelly company and mia is very annoyed by her sister she's become kind of a bridezilla relies on mia for a lot and part of my issue with this is that mia's sister who is (laughs) sam she was an older sibling and like a lot of older siblings feels like they were treated like a lot more sternly sternly than than the younger sister i'm saying this as an older sibling yes but sam actively tries to make her parents harder on her younger sister like is consistently like I don't want to say ratting her out because Mia's not doing anything too bad. But like Mia has basically one evening where she has nothing planned. A Friday e- Friday evening, she has no extracurriculars, no like anything going on. And Sam's just like, but you need to be president of the honor society. So you have to start volunteering because you need volunteer hours to do that. We were all president. Me, mom, like you have to do it. And her mom is like, oh, you know what? That actually is a good idea. And it's little things like this combined with the fact that Sam is like over relying on Mia for like wedding planning stuff that just feels like really icky to me. Yeah. A main point of the project, uh, the Meet Cute project, is that Mia is very unlucky in love. (laughs) 
in that she doesn't really understand how people get from talking to each other to dating each other. She doesn't really understand how that like flips with uh, the switch flips. I mean, um, to be fair, I think a lot of adults miss that point too. Exactly. Yeah. So she's like really busy. She's kind of okay with her life. She's not really into like rom-coms or anything like her friends are, but Sam declares that she has to have a date to the wedding. I was wondering if that was going to be her yes. deadline. Yes. So she has to find a date. If she doesn't find a date, she will be paired off with the 12-year-old brother of oh dear. her soon-to-be brother-in-law. And she really doesn't want that because she does not like this 12-year-old boy, which is totally fair. So the Meet Cute Project is her friends getting very excited and invested in her love life and decide to, since she's so awkward with, with guys that she thinks she's being set up with, to secretly set them up on Meet Cutes. And, like, as a concept that's really cute, like, it's very obvious who she's going to end up with. Like, it's super clear <laughs> from the beginning. But no one in her life is, like, very supportive of the fact that this is it like a thing that she feels she needs it seems like she's just getting shoehorned into a lot of things yeah so sam is like really controlling and kind of like wants to punish her for her being like not as driven i guess even though she's very driven personally if not by her parents her friends are really invested in this project but when she ends up kind of going off the rails they blame her for it like she goes on a date and they don't like that because they didn't plan the date and they do they do have one good point her what their one good point is that she meets somebody at a costume party and then like when the parents get home to the costume party and everyone runs off she runs off with that person and doesn't tell her friends or anything and they're just like that could have been a murderer like you have no idea who that is it was late like that's a good idea that's that's fine you can be mad at your friend for yes. being irresponsible but then they also get mad that she likes this person and plans a date with this person because they're like it's not part of our project so that they're not very supportive and then you get to the love interest who gets annoyed that she talks about the person that she has a crush on even though he tells her that he's dating someone and also gets annoyed that she talks about her sister and like being annoyed with her sister. So he like only wants her to act like he thinks she should act, I guess. I don't know. It seems um, like everybody in her life. Everybody kind of sucks. And the lessons that she learns by the end are not lessons that I think should should have been learned. She learns that sure Sam was like having a hard time and maybe overstepping her boundaries but as a younger sister Mia should have realized that Sam was struggling and like reached out to like help her because clearly she's acting differently and you know Mia really should have been there as a younger sister and I was like oh my god is it 16 year olds are now are now in in charge of like the emotional labor of making sure their adult siblings are doing okay and then like her friends she ends up being okay with them again. I don't know. I feel like there should have been some like comeuppance or like someone should have apologized to Mia for. Did, <laughs> does she ever really get to express her individuality in any way? Because right now it just seems like everybody's dumping their expectations on her. And... She does end up making some decisions for herself, but even that felt like contrived or like it was, it didn't feel like good enough because I don't know. Like Mia seems like a pretty good character to so to have her like constantly working to like try to be herself while everyone else is actively trying to work against that and that's where i'm saying it like mix misses the mark because again like the date the friends the the relationship with her sister all of that could have been like a really good way to teach about like boundaries yeah. or even if 
the love interest hadn't been like super nice he's also a teenager so it's kind of understandable although he doesn't seem like a teenager he is because the story says he is but he's like constantly talking about his like thick beard what his deep voice and i know that teenagers do have beards and deep voices but in my head i was imagining like a fully like 40 year old like an idris elba's like (laughs) (laughs) his gardening with her so yeah technically and there was like all like about how like muscly he is and i was just like what that's funny (laughs) oh what are the 16 year olds doing these days But yeah, like just as a as a rom-com type of book, it's so easy to hit like the low-hanging fruit of like cute and like fun and everything resolves. But I feel like especially in teen novels, it's really important that you, I mean, don't make everything like a lesson. Don't have like a checkbox that you have right. to go through. But a lot of people are really impressionable like at the age that they're reading these books. So to go through and have all this behavior okayed, like the behavior of having to emotionally regulate your older siblings or the behavior of your friends prying in your life and being mad that you do something independently or the behavior of having someone who you're kind of interested in treat you really badly because they're mad about the choice that you made. All of that is very bad (laughs) to teach people. Especially when you're thinking like your average teenager, that is the age when they really start that process of differentiating themselves from their family upbringing. And, you know, that's a normal part of the process. And then to have that invalidated is very likely was just trying to be like a cute book. But a lot of it is invalidating that like sense of independence because Mia, it feels like has that in the beginning. She's perfectly okay. Like, yeah, she'd like to date somebody, but that's not her main focus. And then by the middle slash end of the book, it feels like she's obsessed with it because everyone in her life has told her it's like her priority right now. Yeah. Her her sister says basically like you have to or you can't come to the wet. Like like she's in the wedding party. So it has to be even. It can't be odd. Like that would be terrible. Her friends are like, finally, you're going to date someone. And instead of being like really compassionate to the 16 year old who does want to date somebody, but just doesn't understand how it feels like everyone just dogs on her for yeah. being bad at it and i'm like of course she's bad at it she's never done it before exactly <laughs> she's a teenager <laughs> it, yeah so this that was the kind of thing like i i ended this book thinking like okay you know some of the relationships maybe aren't the best but it is supposed to be like a cute novel like it, sometimes you're not supposed to think deeply about novels i can't help it i'm a librarian it comes naturally to me and then the more i talked about it the more i just became incensed specifically with sam because that like Sam has a moment where she like apologizes she realizes she's been like treating her badly etc etc but Mia is still doing the emotional work I'm gonna do a short a small spoiler so cover your ears if you want to read this book but at one point Sam is so like frantic about making this huge life change that she does what a lot of people do and she kind of lashes out to her fiance so her fiance her his friend sends her a photo from the bachelor party and his her fiance is kind of like looking at the waitress as like they walk by and she basically says that he's cheating on her like Mm -hmm. it is and and everyone is very confused because it's clearly just a picture like of him looking at a waitress but it spirals and they end up separating and like she's freaking out and sobbing he won't talk to her but is also upset 
And Mia is the one who goes to his house and, like, explains her sisters, like, the way her emotions work. And she was just lashing out. Like, she used to do it to me and the parents. And, like, she did it to you because you're the closest person. And I was just like, this is so unhealthy. Yeah, this is excusing really bad emotional behavior. Mia is basically behavior. like, you're the you're the person that she's going to lash out at now. You get to be her punching bag. Yeah. And she's like... And then, then that's why he comes back. And it just really upset me that Mia had to save her sister's relationship after her sister treated her so badly. And that's like what turned Sam around. Sam's like, you should unground Mia because she saved my relationship. And I'm just like, maybe unground her because she did nothing wrong. Yeah, her sister sounds a little bit narcissistic. Yeah. And that was my big thing is like at the end, Sam apologizes, but not for the thing she really should be apologizing for, which is having like a really weird codependent relationship with her younger sister that I partially understand. But also she she really should have had a moment where she understood like what she was doing yeah. and then said like, oh, this is really inappropriate. Like the way I'm making you be an adult when you're not. Also, the love interest could have also not been there and that would have been fine. <laughs> so since this is the Meet Cute project, yes. were there any particularly entertaining like arrangements for her to... My favorite Meet Cute was that her friend borrowed a, a dog to give to her to bring to a dog park. Did they see how this dog does with other dogs or oh, no. how they do in large spaces unleashed? No. So she goes, she's talking to this guy that she, like, really likes, someone she actually has a crush on. And his dog's there, and a dog, like, fight starts to happen, and then the dog that she brought jumps in. And she's, like, freaking out, because she doesn't even have a dog. She has no idea what to do. And he's sitting next to her, like, your dog is attacking another dog, you need to get them. And she's, like, looking at the dog, like, uh, I don't know. And he jumps in and pulls the dog out, and is basically like, why are you here? Like, this dog is clearly not okay to be at a dog park and she like admits that it's not her dog and then he's like why are you borrowing dogs to bring to dog parks (laughs) so it's this like I feel bad because it's such an embarrassing moment for Mia but it's kind of like the moment where you are like "Mm, this meet cute thing is is real dumb (laughs) you shouldn't (laughs) you shouldn't have meet cutes about things you're not invested in and that is something that comes up like a, a few of the meet cutes because her friends are putting them on are clearly like her fr- their friends things right so if she met someone at a dog park even if it went well what would happen when maybe she doesn't she's not super into dogs and she's dating someone who is clearly very into dogs so i guess part of that is that you need to be like honest when you're meeting people because otherwise you end up in a relationship where you're trying to put up a front all the time yes. and be someone you're not so that was a really funny moment there are some other meet cutes and of course the person that she meets it was not a setup meet cute, but it was a meet cute. They refurbished a greenhouse together. It was symbolic. <laughs> but yeah, so this wouldn't necessarily be one I would recommend to someone, especially because there are so many fantastic rom-com type books in YA, especially if you're interested in like showing a good example of a relationship or a bad example of a relationship, but calling out those bad parts. Yes, and demonstrating um, character growth. Can you name exactly. a couple of... 
good rom-coms that you would steer people yeah. to instead? So one that I just read was How Moon Fuentes Fell in Love with the Universe. And that one was fantastic. It is a little like if you're not a fan of like tarot cards and like hippy dippy stuff, it does bring that in. That's something Moon is like really interested in. It also has a lot of uh, her, her headbutting with her sister and her mom who are both really religious and it does have like familial abuse in it. So Mm. if that's something that you're not interested in, I would steer steer clear of that book. If that's something you're okay with in a book, it's it's very good. And she has a she learns a lot. And it's not from the person that she ends up falling for. Like, it's very clear in that book. Like someone explicitly says it's okay to fix yourself while you're in a relationship, but that shouldn't be the thing that makes you fixed. Yeah. If you break up with that person and you're broken again. That doesn't actually change anything. You're, yeah. So that was really good. And then there was another one that was a graphic novel that is actually about a bad relationship. And that one is called Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me. And I recommend that to everybody. And it is about a girl who is dating this like super popular, cool girl. And the problem is like every time they go out or do anything, Laura Dean breaks up so she can do other stuff and then comes back to her to be like, oh, I'm really sorry. That's horrifying. Yeah. Like there are literally moments where where Freddie, the main character, walks into a party with Laura Dean and 30 minutes later, Laura Dean is making out with someone else. <laughs> it's really good because you're, you're learning that Freddie, you know, she's because she's so invested in like fixing this relationship because bad relationships take so much of your time and energy she was losing all of her friends because her Mm. friends were just kind of like we've already told you what we think of laura dean we've done this so many times and you keep going back and we can't like we're going through stuff too but we can't tell you because you don't care you care about you You and laura dean capacity right now exactly like so much of your energy is going to fix this with laura dean and here's the thing laura dean's not putting any (laughs) any effort in so it's really good again (laughs) Maybe not the best if you don't like abusive relationships or if you don't want to read about like hard stuff like that. As far as other books go that are nicer, we have... Oh, no. I read only only scary books. (laughs) (laughs) Oopsie. Not as scary as the ones I read. There's also a cute one that is kind of based off the Truman Show called This Is Not The Jess Show. And it's kind of in a near future where Jess realizes over a course of time that she is the main character of a reality TV show. Everyone else knows. Like, uh, her sister knows. Her parents know. And her parents are, spoiler, actually her parents. They signed her up for it because they were both kind of, I think, failed actors or like health influencers or something like that that one's really good it's like rom-com but that's not the only thing it is there's another one called i'll be the one which is about a girl who wants to be a k-pop star but she if you don't know the k-pop scene is like very aggressively like image focused and she is plus sized so she keeps kind of getting passed over even though she actually is a really good dancer and a singer so um, I was it's kind for of her to her... say, but she doesn't know Korean, which would no. be hilarious. <laughs> she <but>. does. <laughs> so it's kind of her prevailing over that and also kind of meeting someone new and someone who doesn't care that she's plus size, which is always nice. So those are two nicer ones that aren't as like aggressively hitting topics. Aggressively hard hitting, like exactly. And then last one, there's one called Tweet Cute about two people, kind of Romeo and Juliet, who work for warring, I think, macaroni and cheese or like grilled cheese like restaurants. Do they have to sign NDAs? There 
<laughs> there's a lot of they both run the social media for their like family business and they're both like cheese related businesses which is like right up my alley i love cheese uh, so there's a lot of cheese related <laughs> puns so that one's really cute too and very uh <laughs> cheesy but not at all like dark and horrifying parts of relationships yes all right well thank you so much for bringing a book that you know i know it felt kind of irritating to you especially yeah. as you started thinking about it more but sometimes it is worth talking about those kinds of books as well yes especially when there's small issues that are like idea based the writing was fine and i read the whole thing so clearly it wasn't that big of a deal but i really feel like it's important to point out books especially aimed at teens that don't show like good relationships and think they're showing good relationships yes all right and stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations bye